Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchisee of the Retirement Income Store. The Retirement Income Store and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And good morning, Iowa. This is the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. And I hope you're having a fantastic day today. You know, if you've been a longtime listener, or even if you're brand new to us, I want to remind each one of our listeners that every single episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show is empowered and powered by the Retirement Income Store. If you are within five years of retirement and you know you're just about to make this transition in your life from relying upon a paycheck to now relying upon what you have saved for retirement for the rest of your life, I'm going to encourage you, Google the Retirement Income Store, go to their website. There is an entire universe of information that is available to you to help you begin this process of learning and discovering how investing for income is going to transition your life more smoothly and more efficiently when you go from working to retirement. You want to be able to have that empowerment of knowledge and expertise and knowing what you need to do in the retirement income store can be an invaluable component with that in mind. So today we're going to be discussing a story that was relayed to me. It hit very close to home and I thought, you know what? It's been a while since we've talked about the reasons why we should pursue estate planning. But let me start out by just describing today's episode as because you never know. You know, just this week I had a very close friend of mine. He is my age. He's 44 years of age. And in fact, I had just got done helping this gentleman move some desks and he was moving out of one office space, moving into the other. And he's a healthy guy. He exercises. He eats right. No outward appearance, no medication, none of that. Uh, beautiful family. And it was the very next day that he texted me and he relayed to me that he had been rushed to the ER and he had something that was so freakish. It was a very unlikely troubling pain that was in his abdomen, in his stomach, and he couldn't figure it out. And so it would come and he would have just pain that was doubling over and then it would disappear and he thought he was okay. And then all of a sudden it would come back. And after about the third episode, he said, that's it. You got to take me to the ER. And so he goes in and of course he goes through all the fundamental rigors of going into the ER. And today, of course, no family members can be with you. It's just basically the patient. So he's by himself and he's never really been into a hospital before. So it's all new and scary to him. And he's in the midst of pain and all of these different things. And hours upon hours pass. And he is finally told that he has a twisted gut. 
he has basically a blockage and they can't figure it out. They say that it's very unlikely. It's very improbable being a 44 year old male that is as healthy as he is that he would have such a problem, especially in light of the fact that he's never had any stomach issues. He's never had abdominal surgeries, none of that. And so it was scary. And it was something that was so unpredictable. It was so unknown to him. There were so many different things that he had never even thought about. And here the nurses in the hospital are asking about powers of attorney and advanced healthcare directives. And he didn't know what any of that stuff meant. And you know what? That makes him a lot like you and I. For so many of us, we have all of these reasons why we don't do estate planning. We feel that we're too young. We feel like, well, our children aren't old enough. We feel that it's too expensive. Or, Matthew, I wouldn't even know what to ask for if I went to visit an attorney. And here's a big one. What if things change? You know, what if I have children that finally get married? Or what happens if my wife and I divorce? Or, Matthew, what if we move? Or, Matthew, what if I sell my business? And we're going to be addressing each one of those things today. So we have to understand that so many of the reasons why you and I do not pursue estate planning, the reasons that we have that we give are plausible. They're absolutely true. So many of them. Estate planning can be very expensive. Estate planning is one of those things that may be well beyond your pay grade, as I put it. And you don't know necessarily what to ask for. And you don't know if things are going to change and if those things change, if it's going to have an impact on your estate plan. Those are all really super valid things, but they're not valid enough to not pursue estate planning. It was a perfect opportunity for me to sit down with Scott and to explain to Scott that, you know what, this is something that I've encouraged you to do, but you just felt that you were 10 feet tall and bulletproof, that you weren't to that point yet that you needed to do estate planning. But now life, your body, your health, your doctors have gotten your attention. And now it's time to pay attention. So if you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense, or you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step, reach out at 866 866- 2903837 that's 8662903837 so the first question that he asked me which i'm going to see if maybe you feel the same way was he said well i don't even know what a great estate plan looks like and i said you know what let's start with the basics the first principle that i teach because of course not only as a financial advisory firm but also as a firm that handles estate planning for our clients. The first thing that we need to address is that our estate plan needs to be clear and it needs to be concise and it needs to be divided. And what do I mean by that? Well, number one, there is so many different estate plans that I will personally sit down and review with my clients that they've maybe had for years and years and years. And many of them are very simple, very basic, and there's nothing wrong with simple and basic. Of course, that's better than having nothing because trust me, the state of Iowa has an estate plan. And trust me when I tell you, you do not want that estate plan. But how many times have we seen wills or just a simple estate plan that says everything is to be divided equally? Well, 
most of the time, those individuals are going to have more than one child. And I'll just use a simple example. I've got two sisters, not my own personal sisters, but two sisters that were the daughters of one of my deceased clients. And those two daughters have not spoken to one another in now going on seven years over a stupid snow globe. And you say, well, that's ridiculous. That would never happen. But we need to anticipate that when we have items, when we have things, ladies, you have jewelry, you have rings, you have necklaces, you have earrings. And I know that those things sometimes are extremely important because they have value. They have sentimental value. Some of them are just simple trinkets. But you know what? If you have more than one child, you may end up having a scuffle. You may end up having a bit of argument going on after your death because, well, guess what? Everything was to be divided equally. Well, how do you divide a wedding band equally? How do you divide things that come in pairs equally when you have, say, three children? You get my point. Now, gentlemen, let me throw something big at you, especially for those of you that have real estate. You have farm ground and you have more than one child. Some of the biggest arguments that I've ever seen take place within families was because of having an undivided interest with the farm ground. And the problem is, is that an undivided interest of farm ground, which child gets which section? Does this child over here get the really light ground that maybe has a drainage ditch going through it? Does this child over here get the very rich ground that has a high CSR and it's fully tiled? You get the point. And oftentimes in today's era, when the parents are the farmers and yet they've got children and many of those children have their own careers, they have their own families, they have absolutely no interest in carrying on with the farm. Their goal is to potentially let one of the other siblings that's already involved in the farm to farm it, but they don't want to own the ground. They would rather sell it to the brother or sell it to the sister that is working the ground actively. Are you giving them the components and the tools and the ability of being able to divide this ground the way that you would want to have them divide it? And you see, that's not their decision. That's your decision. And whether it's right or it's wrong, it's fair, it's equitable, it is your ground. But it is so much easier when you go and you take the effort to be able to be clear and concise with what you own and how it's going to be divided between the children. What's going to happen after you've passed? Maybe you even take something if you are a farmer and you say, your mother, if she survives me, has life estate. That means that you get the ground, but she gets the income off from the farm. And when she passes, then you get the ground plus the income off from the ground. And so you're protecting your spouse. You're providing them the opportunity to be able to have a living. Number two component that I shared with Scott was, Scott, it's got to be flexible because Scott, your kids are still young. And you know that things are going to change. You're a business owner. You know that someday you may end up selling your business and you want to be able to know that you can pass on whether things are the same today as they are, you know, 20 years from now. Or if things do change that you don't have to reinvent the wheel that you can go back into the attorney or any attorney for that fact and say, I want to make a simple amendment. So 
a great estate plan is not only clear and concise, but a great estate plan is going to be flexible. It's going to be malleable. It's going to have some components to it that you can change and that you can modify from time to time as things change in your life. If you do go through that divorce, if you do get married, if you do end up selling or buying something, if your children do end up, you know, moving on, if they had an interest when they're young in your business or uh, then later on down the road, they had no interest at all or vice versa. You want to be able to have the fact that it is flexible. You can change it without having to spend a ton of money, a ton of time and completely re-gut and reinvent the entire estate plan. You should have a strong enough chassis that it can be amended from time to time, year to year, event to event, without having to go through a bunch of rigmarole in order to do it. And the third thing that I spoke with Scott about is that it's got to cover, it's got to be able to address three key areas. I really want to encourage you, stick with us because we're going to be covering these three areas in detail, and these are the components the actual tools that you have in your toolbox that are going to be so impactful to your life, whether you're using my estate planning attorney or you've got your own relationship with your own estate planning attorney. Either way, these components are going to be something of use to you to be knowledgeable about so that you can do and accomplish what you want to do and accomplish within your own estate plan. I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. My staff will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value to you and we'll email them to you or we'll mail them if you prefer. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. Stick with us. You're not going to want to miss the next half of our episode today. This is the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. After a certain age, you shouldn't be overexposed to stock market risk, yet you might still be trying to squeeze every last drop out of today's market. And although fixed income investment can offer less risk than stocks, it doesn't mean you have to sacrifice return. In fact, recently, some fixed income investments have actually outperformed stocks but yet you're still waiting to act. To learn more about the Retirement Income Store, call your local Retirement Income Specialist, Matthew Johnson of Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. The Retirement Income Store where retirees go for income. You receive advice from your financial advisor. You have your tax prepared by your accountant or CPA, and you have your will and estate plan done by the attorney. When was the last time these three key consultants got together to discuss your overall financial game plan? You know, you took all the right steps, yet the trap has been set. You're basically working with the three blind mice. Three Blind Mice from Scott McLean. Now available at 3blindmicebook.com or for a free copy, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. 
Welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. And welcome back to the second half of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. And if you're just joining us, I want to really say welcome. Welcome to this episode. This is potentially one of the most valuable episodes that you will have listened to. And if you're new, we just welcome you to our family. So we entitled today's show, Because You Never Know. And you know, sometimes I will have random things that just come into my life that really provoke having an episode like this. And this one was very close to home for me because I just met with a dear friend of mine, Scott, and I had helped Scott take and move some desks. And as I relate in the first half, Scott was a very healthy 44-year-old male. He exercises, he eats right, he's got good health, beautiful family. And yet the very next day after helping him, I get a text message that he was rushed to the ER for unexplicable pains in his abdomen, not understanding necessarily what was going on, but so very scared. And then once he gets into the ER and they're asking him all of these questions, about things that he never knew, things that he didn't know anything about. He had never heard the terminology of powers of attorney and advanced healthcare directives and all that. And thankfully, thank God he is safe. Thank God he is okay. Thank God that they did not have to do exploratory surgery, that they were able to find some resolutions to the problems that he was going through. But the reality was, is that this was one of those things in his life. It was a bit of a crisis. And it was just enough to move the needle that he said, okay, I know that you've talked to me about estate planning, but you know what? Now I'm ready to listen. What do I need? And so in the first half, we covered, you know, the reason why so many of us as human beings, we avoid estate planning because we say, well, you know, it's very expensive. I'm not to that age where I'm not an old person and I don't need estate planning just yet. And, or I don't know what to ask for, right? Because it is a totally different world. It's a totally different language. It's not the same verbiage that we would use in everyday conversation. And what if things change? Well, all those are very valid reasons why we want to avoid estate planning, but they're not valid because why do you do estate planning? You do estate planning because you just never know. And that's what happened to Scott. And so as a result, I outlined to Scott that Scott, you've got to have three components. You got to have clarity and you got to be extremely concise within a state plan. That's priority number one. None of this mushy, vague lack of detail. Number two, it's got to be flexible. You don't want to have to do this over and over and over again. You want to be able to create one estate plan and have it cover most everything that you need. And then if you need to change something down the road, feel free to do so. But knowing that it's going to be a simple fix, it's going to be a simple change to a competent, well-designed estate plan. And number three, it's got to cover three key areas. And these are the three key areas that I'm going to share with you. And if you've got these basics, I believe that you've got the marks of a good estate plan. The first is powers of attorney. Now, coincidentally, I am such an advocate for powers of attorney that when you become a client of mine, I'm going to create and I'm going to give to you powers of attorney. That's how important POAs are to me because people do not 
typically pursue estate planning early enough. And of course, because I work with people that are 50 and over, I'm dealing with people that probably don't yet have an estate plan, but they need one. And as a fiduciary, as a financial advisor, I'm just going to simply grease the wheel and I'm going to give you a power of attorney right up front. That is something that I provide to my clients because it's so important. So what is a power of attorney? Well, powers of attorney come in two different forms. The first form of a power of attorney is going to be a medical POA. And medical POAs are something that allow the person to be able to have someone who advocates for them based upon making medical decisions. So the reason that the nurses were asking Scott about a medical power of attorney was because they said, you know, Scott, you never know in these situations what might go wrong. And so if you're out of it, if you're incompetent, if you're unable to make medical decisions, who would you want to make medical decisions for you? That is a medical power of attorney. They are your medical fiduciary, as it were, someone that's making decisions for you from a medical standpoint. The second is financial POAs. Now, this is what I give to my clients as a gift and as a way of getting their wheels greased to do something for themselves and their family that is so important. And a financial power of attorney is when you are basically listing a person or persons that are going to be able to advocate for you in financial matters. So in other words, if you've got a checkbook, you've got your name on the checkbook and nobody else does, and all of a sudden you've had a massive car accident, who is going to pay your bills, right? Who is going to be able to take and write that check in order to cover those things? Well, the goal is, is that you need to take action today to get that person listed today so that when the unknown happens, You are now ready with a person who can be engaged to be able to advocate for you. And so many people are afraid of powers of attorney because they think, well, the POA, you know, if it's old Uncle Harry, he's a nut job. Uncle Harry, he's going to take the checkbook and he'll just go nuts. He'll go to the horse track. No, that's not true because these are called limited powers of attorney. And what that means is that that person who is advocating for you, that person that is doing for you what needs to be done for your benefit has to work as your fiduciary for your benefit. So if you have questions about today's discussion, you have questions that you want to have answered with regards to something that we discussed, I'm going to encourage you, do the right thing and reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, I will do my very best to spend a few moments to answer those questions for you. So take the first step, reach out to us at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. So component number A is powers of attorney, both medical as well as financial. Now I'm going to slip this in, and this is important. Make certain you have more than one. That means you're going to have a primary. If you're married, maybe it's going to be your spouse. And then if you can, you want to have a backup. And what that means is if you and your spouse were both involved in a car accident and both of you got hurt, now there's going to be a backup to your spouse. This makes perfect sense. B, what is the second component? Well, letter B is a will or a trust. This is the nuts and the bolts of your estate plan. And we're not going to get too far into the weeds, but the thing to know is that you can accomplish a lot of things with a will and wills are not bad, but I find that wills don't work as well for as many reasons as trusts do. Now, what is a trust? Well, if I can give you the basic components of a trust, think about a bucket 
and the bucket is in front of you and you take your assets and you take those assets out of your name and you put it into the name of the bucket. And the bucket is the John Doe revocable trust. And what that means is that you now don't have assets in your name. You've moved the farm ground into the trust name. You've moved your bank account into the trust name. You've moved your investment account into the trust name. And so the goal here, the idea is that you will be able to avoid probate because you're using a trust, not a will. You see, wills will be probated. That's the way that they work. However, trusts have been designed to avoid probate. And wills, they can be useful. If you don't have a lot of assets, they can be tremendously useful. They're tremendously inexpensive. They can get you by. But if you have quite a few assets, if you own a house you have farm ground, you have vehicles, you have bank accounts, investment accounts, so on and so forth. Trusts can be extremely valuable tools. Now, trusts come in two different forms. They come in revocable and irrevocable. And so many times you hear people say, I want to make certain that the nursing home doesn't get my farm. Listen, the nursing home doesn't take your farm. What happens is people go on to Medicaid because they're in the nursing home and they go on to the state Medicaid system, which is like Title 19 for people that are over the age of 65. And in order to be eligible for Medicaid, you have to be able to have no assets. And so if you have assets, you go through what's called the spend down process. And there is a legal way to avoid that. And that is by using an irrevocable trust. But before warned, an irrevocable trust comes with pucker factor because once you create an irrevocable trust, once you put assets into that irrevocable trust, then a lid goes on and that lid is sealed. It's a done deal. So having the components is going to be a power of attorney, both medical and financial. It's also going to have a will or a trust. And you can have multiple trusts. You can have a will, a revocable trust, an irrevocable trust. You can have any assortment of those different tools as an estate plan. But I dare say that most of the individuals I run across today don't have any of them. And the third is going to be the Advanced Healthcare Directive. And this was one of the things that my friend Scott, that I had just seen the day before, before this crisis occurred to him, he was asked by one of the nurses. He had no idea. And she said, do you have an advanced healthcare directive? Do you want an advanced healthcare directive? And he said, Matthew, what is that? And I said, well, you see, when you have a medical power of attorney, a medical power of attorney is often going to have what's called a living will in it. And it just basically says that if you were to develop a condition in which you were not soon to recover from within a reasonable period of time, that your life isn't to be sustained. But an advanced healthcare directive goes beyond that component because it's asking very specifically, do you want to be on life support? Do you want to have artificial respiration? Do you want to have a feeding tube? And you know, advanced healthcare directives alleviate your family, your loved ones of having to make tremendously emotional decisions about whether or not they pull the plug, whether or not they provide you life-sustaining measures to keep you alive, even though there may be absolutely zero ability for you to rehabilitate from the condition that you're in. So Scott was really produced with a wake-up call to understand that even though he was 44, he was healthy, he exercised, he was in the prime of his life, that he realized that having something as simple as just a twisted gut, just having a just a simple crisis is enough to prove that no matter how old or how young you are, no matter how advanced, wealthy, or seemingly poor you are, 
you still have an estate and you still owe it to your family to have good components. So I'm going to leave you with one last tip. And this is what I shared with Scott. You know, I don't care if you as my listener uses my estate planning attorney for your estate planning or you don't. But I will suggest one thing. Could you please do yourself and your family a favor by working with a true estate planning attorney? You know, attorneys are good people. They want to help so many different individuals. They want to help as many as they can. But there's so many attorneys that are general practitioners. And what that means is that they're doing a multiplicity of different things. They're maybe doing traffic court and taxes and a divorce and so forth. But you see, an estate planning attorney, I believe, is someone who specializes in doing estate planning. And that's going to be the majority of what they do. And I've always found that that resulted in what I consider to be a more seamless process because this is what they do. It's kind of like going from a general practitioner of a medical doctor to a brain specialist. You want to be able to work with someone who does this competently day in and day out. Well, that's all for today's show. And I hope that this has been very engaging and valuable to you. And again, if there's anything that we can do to serve you as financial advisors or even as an estate planning tool in your toolbox. If you would like to give me a call, I'd be happy to take a few minutes out of my day to communicate with you some of the finer points that we've talked about today. Give me a call. Telephone number is 866-290-3837. My team will put together some materials for you that I know will be of value and we'll email them to you or we'll toss them in the mail if you prefer. Again, that number is 866-290-3837. Reach out to us. That's the reason that we're here. And remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Matthew Johnson. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. 